Jonathan Adams, he is the uh, boys basketball coach for Notre Dame, all-around hoop guru, played in the March Madness. I mean, if they don't know who you are by this point in time, Jonathan, I, I don't know if I can help anybody out, you know? Just, uh, if they don't know who I am by now, that's a good thing. <laughs> that, that, that is a great thing. Continue to, continue to ignore me. Lay low, right? Just laying low is what J.A. J. does. Okay, uh, first of all, what, did you watch the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame induction? I did. I did, and, and – uh, it was, I mean, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And, uh, you know, like I said, like we talked about, this class deserved every single bit of that. And obviously Kobe and everything, you know, it, with that situation and uh, his his uh, wife's speech and Michael Jordan's speech, I think it was all just, it was really incredible. See, I didn't see Jordan talk. I just saw him stand up behind her, and she did a wonderful job. Don't get me wrong, but I was looking for more of Jordan to kind of get emotional, and that always, you know, is is – fun to see how much that relationship was um, was very unique you know I mean Jordan was kind of untouchable even with other guys in the league he didn't want to deal with anybody much well like I think Tiger Woods was when he was younger yeah exactly and, and you know um, it's, it's amazing what happens as you get older right because Tiger Woods now you see him talking to people a lot more on the golf course when he's been there and you know he's still competitive but he, he seems to be a, just a very different guy with, with kind of everything he went through but but same thing, I think. I think Michael Jordan saw a lot of Kobe in himself, you know. Yes. Um, and and so I think he try, tend to gravitate it uh, towards Kobe a little bit. And of course, you know this famous story that Kobe always bothered him and you know wouldn't leave him alone, continue to take him, you know. And finally, he kind of gave in. And you know, it, it, it is a unique and and uh, amazing relationship between two of the greatest all, all time to do it. So. So this, I was not a big fan of this play-in type of uh, quote-unquote tournament. But I think it's intriguing. The more I've seen uh, about the details and uh, the more I have seen the matchups, this to me could be really interesting. So folks that don't pay a close eye to it, you basically have seed 7, 8, 9, 10 in the East. And then seven, right. eight, nine, ten in the West. So right. uh, nine and ten play. Loser is done. Seven and uh, yeah, seven and eight play. Winner gets the seven seed. Loser plays the the winner of nine and ten. So you, this is this almost is close to college basketball type thing. March Madness, where you're you have one game to survive in advance. Yeah, and I think I think what's making it also intriguing, and this is where, you know, I'm a little um, hesitant about embracing it. Is a lot of it is because like this year, the you know the Lakers and the and the Warriors are playing in the first round in the playing game. But and you know you would imagine that when Clay Thompson and stuff comes back and uh, next year and and then uh, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis stay healthy, they wouldn't be anywhere near those. So I think part of the play in tournament intrigue for me at least this year is that is the um, those two the potential matchups yeah you know and like this year you know you know Westbrook and and uh Bradley Bill who is as dangerous of backcourt as any could potentially meet the the net right so that would be a, a crazy matchup there so I just think that you know it's it's more about um the potential matchups this year and how things uh you know fell into place because Let's say that in a normal year, you know, now all of a sudden Dallas is down there and, and um, you know, San Antonio's down there. And, you know, I think some of the lesser teams in the West are down there. 
Um, I don't think it would be as great as it is this year, but it is. But for this year, I think it's, it's incredible just because of how the matchup should go. No, that's a fair point. You're exactly right because I'm not really enamored by tonight's Hornets versus Pacers, losers done, or Wizards versus Celtics, and uh, winner winner gets the seven seed, and loser plays the the winner of Hornets Pacers. I'm not excited about that well, as team, much tonight, but tomorrow night with Lakers and Golden State, I'm pumped about that. Well, one. the teams that advance will be done eventually. I mean, uh, I know it's just another game, another revenue uh, pr- pr- opportunity for the NBA and uh, Charlotte. What about Charlotte? Do they have a shot? I, I don't think so, but. Uh, I, wouldn't, wouldn't I think I, Charlotte in a couple years will be really good, but right now, no, they don't have a shot. I saw that. So Charlotte made the play-in tournament. I was just like, wow, where where have they been? Well, is, uh, right. where's uh, Grandmama at? And that's six right, games right, under right. five hundred. Yeah, I know. Yes, that's, yeah, that's not Lonzo Mourning and uh, Larry Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson's uh, Charlotte. Larry Johnson. No, no. You know what I think? And honestly, I think we've talked about this before, but I think what would be more exciting for the NBA instead of the play-in tournament moving forward, would be just take the top 16 seeds. And it doesn't matter what conference, doesn't matter the best 16 records. Yes. And then now all of a sudden now I think that becomes even better. More, you know, because, you know, now all of a sudden you got the 16 best instead of maybe, you know, 10 of the best. And then, you know, the other, the Western Conference, which has been loaded all of a sudden, you know, gets shafted a little bit. So You're right. I mean, that's a good point because if you had – if you you could have a final four with all Western Conference teams, you certainly could right. have in years past. Exactly, and and I think if you do the best sixteen records, now I think you do get to see truly who's the best team because now it might be it might be Nets and it's in the second round. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just it's just the possibilities could be incredible. So that's why I would lean more towards uh, doing if I was the NBA is taking the top sixteen teams and not necessarily the play in tournament. I'll tell you, man, this is this is going to be off the wall crazy, but I was watching last night, or no, I guess it was, maybe it was even Saturday night, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, look, we're at a crossroads here. We all know LeBron James, LeBron James, and he's done his thing, and whether you like him or not, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time. He'll Absolutely. be 37 in December, right? So he's right. only got about two years left, I would think. I don't see him playing into his 40s. No. So, so if I'm the Lakers... I try to hang on to Anthony Davis, and I'll tell you who I go get is John ja Morant. He's a guy that you can put a third, find a third person in that, that, with those two guys, and man, I think you're just you don't miss a beat well, as far as competitiveness. Well, let me throw something else. At. Do you try and bring Alonzo Ball back? Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know because I think that it just I think some guys don't have the uh, the pedigree to play at home. You know, and he's from that area, and then all of a sudden, you know, his dad comes back, and now he's back at home and feels more comfortable. And I, I just don't know if that's a great situation, but I like that from the Lakers' standpoint, uh, you know, as far as trying to go get John Morant. But if you're the Grizzlies, there's no way you can be there. You, you better know, but, not. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, crazier things have happened. But I'm going to tell you, I would try to go get Bradley Bill if I'm the Lakers. Yeah. You know, I, I would try to go get a Bradley Bill somebody like that, um, and try to make, you know, a run one more time with LeBron, and then now all of a sudden now you turn the keys over to Bradley Bill and Anthony Davis. That's a pretty good That's a pretty good nucleus right there. Yeah, that's strong. You're right. You're right. I just like the athleticism of John Morant and 
And his dunks he's, are just awesome. I mean, he, he, he's one of the – he's one – he's you know, he said, I'm top five already, you know, and I love his confidence, and I think he works so hard. He cares about the game. You can just – you can just tell he cares about it so much. So, I'm, I mean, he's, he was he is uh, definitely in my top probably ten, nearing the top five point guards in the NBA, and he's definitely the most exciting to watch for sure. Uh, talk about your Hawks. I know you've always said you're a Hawks fan. I mean, it's it's interesting and maybe even ironic a little bit that Atlanta finds their spot into the playoffs, and guess who they got to play? A team that's been looking for a spot in the playoffs for a dang decade or so, and that's the New York Knicks. These teams, do they mirror each other a little bit? I think we talked about that last week, but yeah, I think they do too. I think they do just from uh, how they've been built, you know, off young talent and, and everything. And I really think that they, you know, I, I couldn't think of a worse matchup for us in the first round than the Knicks. I mean, you know, they're just they're going to grind you to death. They're going to guard you. Uh, they're young, um, you know. They're tough, um, and for us, I, you know, it's kind of like the old Memphis teams, um, you know, the, the the grind teams in Memphis that you know you run into in the first round, and even if you win it, you come out and two people are hurt and you're beat up, and you know, I mean, it just it, it, it's not a great matchup for us, but it is going to be a fun series. I, I I would say that that goes seven. You think seven? Oh, okay. okay. Knicks, Knicks and uh, Hawks go seven. I'm gonna say seven. Well, I got to get a T-shirt or something if I'm right on this one. Now. Yeah, you will. We'll find you something. <laughs> hey, dude, yeah. Hey, I, hey, I've already spent money on the T-shirt with a betting on you, man. So it's got. <laughs> quite, quite You're right. I appreciate that. That that orange and green looks great on you. No, you just, well, you know. <laughs> I wore, I wore it under some shirts. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Got that Miami Hurricane shirt? Is yeah, that what it was? Yeah, okay. Was, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so for me, for me of the play-in group, which would be eight teams, four from the East, four from the West, of the play-in, the Wizards and the Lakers, to me, are the one, the two teams, one in the East, one in the West, that could win that thing, get in the the the, the you know the top eight seeds, and win it all. I mean, I think those two teams have the roster to potentially do that. Now, it's going to be hard, and that's going to be a ton of basketball and all that stuff. It's going to be a long, long road. But if they get hot, those teams could possibly represent in the final. What do you think? Yeah, I think LeBron, you know, and he said it before when he was in the Eastern Conference, when he gets in the playoffs, it really doesn't matter what seed he is. Um, you know, you, you, you know, I'm going to pick – I think they're going to be the favorite in any series that they play as long as those guys – you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron are relatively healthy. Um, and then if I'm the if I'm seeing the Wizards, you know, you got Bradley Bill who can erupt for fifty at any time, and then you can erupt, then you know uh, Westbrook can erupt for a forty point triple double. You know, I, I would be I'm not gonna say scared, but I would be extremely nervous if I'm meeting the Wizards in the first round. The Lakers, I think it doesn't matter because I think they're the better team and whoever they play, um, you know, as long as they're healthy. But you know, if I'm if I'm the Nets, you know, uh, is is Kyrie better than Bradley Beal? I don't know. That's a toss up. Is he better than Westbrook? I don't know. You know, um, Durant will be the best player in that series. But outside outside of him, you know, you really got you know a toss up at every other position. And so I think that could be a very very interesting series. Miami had a terrible start to the season. Uh, obviously, um, uh, you know, I don't know if it was a hangover from the finals or, or what, but um, they have played well recently and uh, made it all the way to a sixth seed. 
So I mean, can you think you think Miami Heat's going to make a run here, or is there just uh, uh, too much in the way for for that team? Well, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a comparison. They kind of, they kind of remind me of what uh, Baylor did this year uh, in the NCAA. You know, uh, during that NCAA tournament uh, run, mm-hmm. which is you know they were out and they were playing well, and then all of a sudden a bunch of people get hurt, and now they're not. You know, then they come back, and now they don't look the same, and. And then all of a sudden they get in the tournament and then they go back to what they were, you know, what people thought that they were and ultimately end up winning. Um, I do think that Miami's going to kind of do the same thing. I would, I'm going to venture to say that they get to the conference semifinals and then I think they'll run into a team. If they meet the Bucks, I'm still going to pick Miami in that series. But if they uh, meet anybody else, you know, Brooklyn or or Philly, Philly. Or, or, you know, or, uh, you know, one of those two teams. I think that those two teams are too strong for them. But, you know, again, I think Miami, Jimmy Butler coming back at the right time, they're getting healthy, uh, starting to play a lot better. You know, that's, that's not a team that you want to see. Right, right. They can, they, they can get hot. Now, earlier in the week, um, or maybe it was late last week, I, I think it was yesterday, actually, uh, LeBron came out and said that Steph Curry should be the MVP. Now, he has played well uh, the last month or so. I mean, he's obviously lining it up uh, with the, winning the scoring title and, and doing what Steph Curry does. But, I mean, can you, if you're a voter, can you, can you feel right about voting Curry? Now, listen, this is coming from a Lakers guy, okay? So understand what I right. wanna, where I'm coming from here. In other words, Curry right. hater. <laughs> a Curry disliker. How about that? He yeah, says such a strong word. Um, right. But uh, and, but do you would you vote Curry over a Jokic who I think deserves it? Or I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to say this, and, and you know, I'm not gonna say that winning is the end all be all when it comes to. Uh, MVP voting, voting, but it has to matter somewhere, right? I mean, it has to. And, you know, as amazing of a year as Steph Curry has had, there's still the AC, and and he missed games. Nikolai Jokic played in every game this year, and they're missing Jamal Murray, their second-best player, and he still has them in the third seed. And, he, and it's not like he's putting up, you know, he's only putting up 28, 11, and 8. So, I mean, you know, it it's not – as crazy as, you know, um, Steph Curry's numbers are, winning has to matter. And, and I kind of compare it to when Jordan was – Michael Jordan was scoring all those points, but his teams were getting bounced in the first round. He wasn't winning MVPs then. He didn't start re- really winning MVPs until he started leading his team to win. Um, and, you know, they started being the first and second seed in the in – the, in the playoffs, right? That's when he started winning his uh, MVPs, and I think that's kind of the same mentality. All when all players are are close, um, I think winning has to be the difference. And Nikolai Jokic has just won way too much. So Jokic, you know, a lot more Jokic is that. your pick to win the MVP. I, you know, I I don't think he's the best player, but he was the most consistent. He played in all seventy two games. He put he put up some you know twenty eight eleven and eight. Hard to argue with. You know, sure. going into it, I would have said Joel Embiid or LeBron, but both of those guys got hurt. James Harden was playing really well before he got hurt. So, it, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to win it because he was the best player, but he did play in all the games, and everybody else kind of got hurt and, you know, missed a, a significant amount of time. So, you know, and, and Steph Curry is the AC. So I think by – I don't want to say by default because he played well, but, you know, by – 
attrition. How about that? That's right. That's a better that, word. I, I think that he. I think that he. He is going to win the MVP. Sounds good, Jonathan. Appreciate your time as always, my man. And uh, we, of course, will check back because uh, not only is March your time of year, but uh, so is late May and June as we get to the NBA playoffs. Man, have a wonderful afternoon, brother. Hey, I appreciate you guys so much. Hope to see you guys soon. Stay safe. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you. Jonathan Adams from Notre Dame and, of course, uh, just all around big fan of basketball, obviously, and hoops.